Hello, welcome to Raw Japan episode 198. This is Brandon Chin broadcasting from, where am I? I am between, between Kita Kyushu and Itoshima. So it's the northern part of the Kyushu Island and uh, close to my city. I think I'm like an hour away. But as I said on previous podcasts and in previous uh, email newsletters. The reason I came to Kyoto Kyushu today was to watch uh, the Buto um, dance performance. No, I came to participate and I, I joined a workshop. And basically, Buto is a Japanese style dance and performance art where a bunch of bald men put on white paint on their bodies and use music and uh, lighting and different props on stage to to create to make you feel something and so I watched it about a week or so ago and it was amazing and I said I need some of that in my life so I joined the workshop today and there was one other dude well when I arrived there was like a family a mother and her three or something kids and apparently they had the first half of the the workshop it was about three hours i showed up with uh two hours left because you know i came um from a i came from itoshima so it was like a two-hour drive and i called beforehand he was cool with it or whatever but it was good timing because when i arrived the mother and her kids had just finished but they had a um kid um <laughs> sorry i'm in a i'm in my car now uh at a 7-eleven and there was this dude that was walking towards my car as if he was about to get into my in the passenger side because he was looking at his phone and walking and he was, just didn't know there's a car here and uh it's funny when you if you come to japan you might have seen the if you've been to japan you might have seen the ads in the train station talking about um, don't walk with your smartphone because it's dangerous and it was just so funny how this guy that just passed looked like he was he was coming straight for the door and pretty close dude <laughs> uh this very surprising how distracted we can get with our phones I've seen some videos too of people walking into pools or poles and uh, it's amazing how um, distracting these devices are, you know, but they're also very helpful. So it's good to find a balance. Anyway, uh, I think I think that's why I'm pretty attracted to this Buto dance because it's it takes a lot of being present and being aware of your body and how your movements are uh, expressing certain things. And, uh, you know, when I arrived, the mother and her children were leaving, so it was perfect timing for me to join the other dude. I think he's in his upper 30s, 40s. And uh, the teacher that's been doing this since the 90s. And he's participated in this group. It's called Sankai Juku. And uh, they were once part of a bigger school that basically originated the art form. And 
where they also had women perform, but this group uh, broke off and became independent, and they don't have women perform in this one. But in any case, they it was like the fourth. It was uh, they hadn't performed a new performance. <laughs> they hadn't shown a new performance in. Kyushu, the southern island of Japan, for four years. And so that's why I made sure that I went to this one. But apparently they perform here every year, but, you know, they don't, they do the same old performances. In any case, uh, this group, this guy has performed in every um, performance from this Sankaijuku, from this group, since 97. So he's, he's a master. And it was good to get to uh, witness uh, his movements firsthand and quite exhilarating. And uh, it's a lot, it's, it's, it's very loose and you have to release all tension so that you can be fluid. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It actually was good timing for me as well because I was very tight. And recently I was thinking, of, like, I need to do more cardio and stretching, uh, maybe yoga, because I, I'm, you know, I'm a writer, so I'm just... Pop, 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 pop. At least I stand when I write, you know, on, the, on my computer. But even so, I need more um, cardio. And so that's why... You know, when I, we were doing these different warm-up exercises when I arrived at the workshop, I felt very relaxed, almost as if I was getting a massage. Because some of the, if you see the movement, it's very, um, uh, you're like basically vibrating your body. And, you know, we're laying on the floor, moving up and down. And so I, I literally felt like I was massaging myself. And I, it was it was a very relaxed feeling. I even told the other student like during the break, I was like, I feel high. I feel like I'm walking on clouds now. He's like, Oh, really? <laughs> because he, I mean, I guess he's been he's been doing this for eleven years. Like he comes to every workshop after the performance. So every year they come here to Kyushu and uh, they perform, and then for a week they have a work. A week of workshops and this guy has been coming every year until 11 years he's been doing this he said he saw a commercial on tv and he didn't know what it was but it struck him in the chest and so after that he figured out it was sankaijuku and just came that was when they started so you know but anyway um at the end after doing a bunch of different warm-up exercises and then different moves and then connecting that into kind of like a, a small part of routine. We each had our own perform, like uh, our own performance. We were supposed to make something up freestyle and do it for five minutes. And they recorded it. So I got the video. And I, I just, as I'm recording this podcast, I can see the teacher sending it to me via the messaging app that's popular in Japan. It's called Line. But um, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. And I, we had to decide who was going to go first. And I was like, you know, I actually prefer to go first because, you know, if you go first, there's no standard to uh, compare it to. So I was just going to do basically what we, uh, use what we did in the exercises and the warm-ups 
to try to uh, make it make my performance and I did that and then afterwards I saw that the dude went and it, he was more you actually did not do exactly what we were doing in the exercises which uh, made sense to me at the moment but um, you know when you watch the show there are it's it's almost like miming but it's more it's not about being funny or showing exactly what or expressing some type of specific action it's quite vague but you get a sense of spirituality and you get a sense of the person speaking about the things that we can't really speak about right like time love uh evil uh connection nature a bunch of the stuff that you know the big things and uh this this other student when he performed it was more in that vein whereas i was just copy i just did the exact things we did in the exercises because i had no semblance of what uh i mean i saw the performance a week ago the real one but it didn't at that moment it didn't come up i was just like okay i'll do the exercises so i'm very excited to see the video and uh i might show you i might send you a link in my email newsletter i don't know how embarrassing it's gonna be but uh <laughs> if you're interested in seeing that you can jump on my newsletter at www.brandonchin.net type in your email address and you'll get a free book and then within the next couple of days uh, i'll send out the the link you know probably so if you want to see that i jump on right after you listen to this podcast so that you make sure you can see me embarrass myself doing some contemporary dance but anyway I, you know my brother he's a professional dancer and uh, he went to alvin ailey school in new york and now he's touring on a cruise uh singing and dancing as a performer and um he'd always explained to me the difference between modern and contemporary but i can never i just i still don't know the difference but uh I told the teacher about this and he was interested. He was like, well, yeah, actually when we perform abroad, because apparently they do shows in France as well, um, they are lumped into the category of contemporary, where it's a little bit more free form and uh, expressive. And um, I guess modern has a more set uh, style. And so in France, they're called a contemporary or avant-garde performance, dance performance. And I asked him, how did that make you feel as, as, you know, a performer in this for so long, you know, getting categorized like that? And he said, yeah, you know, it's whatever. As long as people come and enjoy it and get something out of it, he doesn't care what it's called, really. And I think that's the the... The biggest, way, the best way to summarize Bhutto is that it's first of all you can't categorize it. It's in a vein of its own, but it's it's uh, stirring. It makes you think. And so I'm uh, I'm quite excited to use this in some of 
you know, new video content and stuff, as well as for my books to include some of those elements, the mysteriousness in the, in the, just the vastness of this type of performance after I do some more research as well. But I, I, the vibes, I'm ready to put it into some books for you. And that's all. I got to get back on the road and head back to Itoshima. And uh, look forward to talk, to, well, talking to you more, <laughs> telling you about my other experiences here in Japan, down in Kyushu on the next episode, and as well as on my newsletter where you can join and get daily stories that you don't hear on the podcast. All you got to do is go to brandonshin.net. Type in your email address and you get a free book. As always, share the podcast with your friends. Send them the link and tell them about Buto and White Bald Aliens. Maybe that's the title. I don't know. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourself. Today is the 31st and it is 11.54 p.m. Good night.